It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, welcome to Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, now brought to you by Hotels.com. You're locked in with Taylor Blake Ward. If you didn't tune into yesterday's show, I am uh, fighting a cold. I actually feel a lot better today, but uh, you could probably hear it in my voice. Uh, definitely still beat up nasally, but uh, if you weren't listening to yesterday's show, well, uh, I have a cold, and I feel a little bit better. And <laughs> hey, we got a special guest coming on the line. We'll explain why he's coming on uh, when he gets on, but before we get to him, Reminder to follow us on Twitter, at LockdownAngels. You can follow me personally, at Taylor Blake Ward. Also, make sure to download today's show or any of the episodes through the Lockdown Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the new Himalaya Podcasting app, free and easy to download through your Apple app or Google Play Store. Like we said, though, we do have a special guest, John Bonencamp, joining us from Burlington, Iowa. John, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How you doing? Uh, well, I was explaining to the listeners that I'm not feeling at my best, but uh, I, I got to get over it, right? <laughs> Exactly, yeah. So, so John, I, I didn't tell our listeners yet why you were coming on, but last night the uh, Burlington Bees Angels Low A affiliate did something, uh, well, I guess you could call it pretty special. Yeah, four-pitcher no-hitter, four-pitcher four ten-inning no-hitter, too. It was amazing. <laughs> I love that. See, when it comes to no-hitters, it, it's fun. I mean, the Angels played last night, and it'd be fun to recap the Angels last night. Uh, but when a no-hitter happens, you just got to chat about it and talk about it. Four pitchers combined for a no-hitter. Jose Soriano, Parker Joe Robinson, Hector Yan, and Chad Sykes. Ten innings ended in a third straight walk-off for the Bees. John, from your perspective, what was the night like? It was, I mean, it, it was really interesting. I mean, they, they've played four games, the four-game series with Beloit. All three of them decided by one run. And the last three, as you said, walk-off. And so the game the night before was one nothing. And, you know, in, in talking with Jack Howell the last couple of nights, he's like, you can just tell these are two teams that they're at the end of the season. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they're working, you know, they're, they're trying hard. But, you know, I mean, just, there just aren't any runs to be had with these two. And... So last night, you know, you're sitting there and all, and, and Soriano, Jose Soriano, uh, this was his second start since he came back off the IL, and he he was okay. 
I mean, he 62 pitches, 30, only 33 strikes, walked five, struck out four, leaves in the, in the fourth inning, and and they get out of the inning, Parker Joe Robinson gets popped out, and all of a sudden you look up the board and, and neither team's got a hit. And all of a sudden you look up, you know, an inning later, and, and still nobody has a hit. So for a while this was a double no-hitter. And then the Bees get a couple of hits, but again, you know, no runs. And so they get through the ninth, and now you're like, okay, this is a, this is now a no-hitter. You've got, you know. And the Bees don't score in the bottom of the ninth. They get to the tenth, where, you know, you put the runner on second base to start the inning, which, by the way, is, I think is a wonderful rule for this level. And, you know, they don't score again. And then you're like, you know, you know now you're like, okay, how long is this going to go? And then the bees get a run in the bottom of the night, or bottom of the tenth. It's a walk up. Everybody's celebrating. They go. Oh, by the way, this is also a no hit. And so it was just it was just a fascinating night of of baseball. And I mean, the bees pitching was just absolutely amazing. I mean, it, Parker Joe Robinson pitched well in relief as kind of a bridge that they were going to piggyback Soriano and Jan last night. Jan comes in for three innings, pitched really well. Uh, Chad Sykes, uh, one of their draft picks from this year. Um, who's pitched well in relief, comes in and he pitches, you know, gets, has an easy ninth, gets out of the tenth inning, a little bit of trouble there. And, yeah, it was just, it was, it was an amazing night. It was something that, that, you know, I, I've never seen a no hitter and, and I certainly have never seen a, a no hitter like this one. So, uh, it was a fun night. You mentioned a few things that I want to touch on. Uh, you brought up that it was almost a double no-hitter for a while, and I think you have to really give credit to Aiden McIntyre and Richard Gouache, uh, the Oakland A's farmhands there. But you brought up uh, P- Parker Joe Robinson and where his kind of he had to bridge the gap there. There was a picture after the game, and I'm really bummed that Travis Berg, the photographer out there, wasn't able to make it out. But I think it was Steve Serena had – uh, picture out there, and it was all the pitchers combined together, the four Burlington Bees pitchers, and Parker Joe Robinson had the biggest smile of the entire oh, group. Yeah. Uh, you got to talk to all those guys, but I think what's interesting is Jose Soriano said he had a feeling about it. Chad Sykes says he wasn't worrying about it. Hector Yan uh, had his comments, but Parker Joe Robinson never thought about the no-hitter, maybe because of when he came yeah. in the game, but what what was kind of... And, I think, you know, Hector Yan, Jose Soriano, Chad Sykes, they're all kind of names that I think even those that are familiar with the farmer, uh, they have, have an understanding of who those guys are. But Parker Joe Robinson, I think, is kind of the lost hero of this. What was going on with Parker Joe Robinson last night? He, you know, I mean, he came into the game. I mean, like I said, he, Soriano was obviously on a pitch count. And, he, and so he comes into the game in a bases-loaded situation at the fourth. You know, there's no score, and he gets a you know he gets a foul pop up to get out of the inning, and then comes back with a perfect fifth, and then that bridges you know that kind of that bridges that little gap to get to Yon, and I mean he's had a really good season. I mean this is a guy he's, he's an undrafted free agent, um, forty innings, forty given the forty hits, but he's also struck out forty four, and you know he's one of these guys kind of an up and down you know, but but this is a guy that that I don't think people realize you know who he is. He's, he's kind of a side armor. Um, it's not a full sidearm, you know, but, um, he's pitched really well in relief and he's done some things for them in that kind of that bridge role, that middle relief, you know, situation. And he's had a nice season. And, you know, he, he said, you know, I mean, when he came into the game, there was no thought of a no hitter. It's about getting out of the game, getting out of that inning without any run, because you knew this was going to be a night when it was going to be a one or two run game. 
And so, you know, and, and he said, once I came out of the game and I looked, okay, now it's a no-hitter, you know. You threw five innings and, and we'll see what happens. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, he was a big part of that game more than anything just because of that, that one little situation he got out of in the port. Yeah, I got to say this. Um, Jose Soriano made a comment, and I'm I'm going from your article over at bees-blog.com, and he yeah. said that he had a feeling they weren't going to hit them at all last night. And yeah. obviously they didn't, and we know that result. But I've, I've seen no-hitters. I've had a lot of people that have uh, been a part of no-hitters, and there's a sense at some point in the game – where you feel like that night is more special than others. Was yeah. that something that happened with you during this game? And when did that happen? See, for some people it happened. I, I called a no-hitter, uh, and it happened for me in the third inning. And I said, you know, I, I looked at the guy next to me uh, who was doing the color broadcast. I said, this is going to be a special night. And it ended up being a no-hitter. For you, when did the no-hitter kind of come into play in your mind? I think once, I mean, once they got out of, once they got that bridge from from Soriano to Jan, and I know the way Hector Jan's been pitching, and I knew that, you know, he was he was gonna, you know, I mean, when you bring in when you bring a guy in the sixth inning that leads the Midwest League in strikeouts as, as mostly a starter, um, you know, then you got a feeling, okay, this can get to the eighth or not, and now anything's possible. The one feeling I had, and Jack Howell had this too, and it's in my story. They get to the 10th inning, and they start the inning with a guy in second base. And he goes, my first thought was, we might have a no-hitter and lose this game one nothing, Because, you know, you have the guy in second, you bunt him in the third, he scores on a wild pitch, and then you don't score in the bottom of the 10th. You know, it's a no-hitter, and you lost. You know, and he's like, you know, he goes, I, he goes, I admit that thought. You know, and that thought crossed my mind, too. It's like, you know, anything can happen in the next innings with this rule the way it is. And like I said, it's a, it's a good rule. It allows teams to not be burning through a lot of pitchers and, you know, that sort of thing. But, um, you know, I mean, that, that thought kind of crossed my mind is this could be a really special night, and oh, by the way, you might not win the game. You know, so it was just it was a fascinating game all the way around. There were a lot of, and I mean, lost in the shuffle, and it's stuff I'm going to talk about. I'm going to try to get this stuff. It was, it was kind of Pena caught a great game. And I mean, you know, that's both both Jack and and Jonathan Van Eaton, the pitching coach, talked about that after the game. Is that he did a really great job of managing those four pitchers, and and then he also had two hits in the game. So um, he was kind of lost in the shuffle last night. But I mean, he, he he was a big part of that game. Yeah, I I was looking at the box score, and I, like I said, you know, the Oakland A's farmhands pitched a great game as well. But Kiner Pena with the two hits and the, the being able to catch a no hitter. It's a special night for him. We got to head to a short break, John. You mind staying on with us? Okay. Yeah, not a problem. Before we head to our second segment, we got to remind you about Postmates. Now, Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service, all year round. For a limited time, Postmates is giving lockdown listeners $100 in free delivery credit for your first seven days. Download the Postmates app and use the code LOCKEDON. We'll be right back with more LOCKEDON Angels and John Bonacamp to talk about the Burlington Bees no-hitter from last night. After a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome. 
Welcome back to Lockdown Angels, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, now brought to you by Hotels.com. We got John Bonencamp from Bees-Blog.com coming on. We're talking about the Burlington Bees no-hitter last night. Now, John, you mentioned something while we were at break is about Hector Yan and how in your story he talks about a game earlier in the year where he went, what was it, five no-hit innings, and they ended up losing the no-hitter in the ninth and actually losing the game. Something about last night and your game your game story is there's a photo of Hector Yan climbing on top of Noni Williams with the biggest smile in the world and his ecstasy shown last night. What do you think for Hector Yan last night to not only have this happen, to have it fulfilled, to be a part of a no-hitter, what do you think it was going on in his mind? And also, can you talk about his season? Hector Yan has had one heck of a year down in Burlington. Oh yeah, he's he's been amazing. I mean, he leads the Midwest League in strikeouts. Um, you know, he's he's worked well. They've used him primarily as a starter. There have been some games where he's been kind of that that piggyback guy at the back end, but still gets his innings in. Um, you know, the interesting thing about him is there was there was a two game stretch in June, one game right at the end of the first half, and one game right at the beginning of the second half, where he they they took as Peoria. He pitched five no-hit innings. No-hitter went in the ninth. They won the game, but they lost the no-hitter with two out. Um, he comes back that next Friday after the All-Star break, pitches six and a third no-hit innings. Uh, no-hitter gets to the ninth, uh, double and a home run by Kane County, and they end up winning the game. So for him, this was kind of, I mean, this was kind of something that had been, you know, he'd been close all year. And so, you know, listening to him after the game, um, you know, you could tell he was really excited that they were able to finish it off. You know, one of the things I asked all four of the pitchers, have you ever been involved in an no-hitter? And none of them have. And so they were, you know, really excited about that. And, uh, you know, Chad Sykes said after the game, this is a game he's going to remember for the rest of his life. And, you know, it's funny. It's a one nothing game in the, in the final week of the season. These guys get ready to go home. And for them last night, this this was like this was almost like a playoff win, you know. I mean, the way they were acting, this this was this is this is their postseason basically this week. This is how they're going to finish strong. And you know, for them to get that win last night, and for the way Hector pitched, you know, I mean, this this is a, this is a rising star in this organization. I mean, he's he's as good as they get at this level right now. And so um, the the looks on their faces last night was priceless. I mean, that it was fun. That's what baseball is all about. And at the end of your article, you actually wrote exactly that. And it was a comment from Noni Williams. And it, I love the way you ended your article is it says, it was a fun night. That was the comment from Noni Williams. But you also noted Jack Hal, And Jack, uh, obviously development is on his mind and that's the focus. But Jack being able to see these guys celebrate the way they have, especially the last three nights, it seems like Jack is having a really good time here at the end of the season. And I think it goes understated how important Jack Howell is to the Angels organization, the manager down there, along with Jonathan Van Eaton and others. Um, but working with Jack this year, what's it been like? He's, I mean, he's, he's a really great guy. I mean, I mean, I've, I've worked with him the last two years and, um, I mean, he just—he's just a really good guy, and he understands the game. There, there is never, you know, he, he gets it. He's not, and I mean, I've seen. There's a lot of managers in this league that are, you know, I, I you know, they're, they're not good people, 
And you can just tell, you know, they're, they're, they're there for, you know, you can almost tell sometimes there are guys where you can just tell they don't want to be there, but they're, they're there because they want to get to the next level. Jack has done a really good job. Jack has a really good relationship with a lot of these guys. And, with, I mean, really within the clubhouse. I mean, you can just tell. I mean, this, this is a guy who played so many years in the major leagues. He's a guy that's played different positions. Um, and he's worked, you know, as in, in the front office, you know, as field coordinator. So he gets it. He understands player development. And so I think he's a really good manager for what this team, you know. And so and you can see the way, I mean, this team has not given up. I mean, these guys, as he said last night, they can be counting down in their heads, you know, six days before I go home, five days before I go home, you know, four days before I go on a break before going to instructional league. You know, they could easily be packing it in. And I think back to last year's team that, that, I mean, played okay in that final week, but they didn't win a game. These guys are winning walk-offs. And, you know, they're keeping games close and they're having fun. And you can tell these guys really like each other and are really enjoying it. And I think a lot of that has to do with Jack and, and the way he runs and Jonathan and, and Will Bradley, the, the way that all those guys run that clubhouse. And um, I, it, it's, it's a fun group, and, and you can tell they're having fun. Now, you mentioned the walk-offs. We've mentioned the walk-offs. One key guy to all of these walk-offs has been Levon Soto. Now, he missed some time, um, but a young guy right there in the heart of the infield. Tell me a little bit about Levon Soto. Now, he had back-to-back walk-off uh, hits or a sacrifice hit, and then he scored the winning run last night. What's Levon Soto done this year to impress you, uh, particularly maybe uh, – well, let's just leave it there. What's he done to impress you? Um, I, there, there was there, – I, 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 I hesitate to talk about this because it was something that happened kind of behind the scenes and it was an off-the-record thing that, that I saw when I was talking with Jack Howell one day. And Levon came in, and I, you know, I don't want to go into the whole details, but basically he said he made a mistake on the field. It wasn't costly. You know, they ended up winning the game. They ended up scoring runs on that play. It was a base running mistake. And he, when he came in and he talked to Jack, he's like, I'm sorry. You know, and he said that that'll never happen again. And I, I was really impressed by that. I mean, this, this, you, this was a guy you could see who, you know, and he, I mean, you can tell this is a guy that takes this game really seriously. And so what's impressed me about him this year is, I mean, he has a great attitude. Uh, he can play second base and shortstop very well. Um, you know, he reminds me a lot of Leo Rivas last year. Um, you know, and then for him to get, okay, he gets the walk-off single on Sunday. Okay, that's cool. Then he gets the walk-off sacrifice fly on Monday. Now all of a sudden he's, he scores the winning run last night. And for this guy to be around in these situations, it just it, it, it's good for me to see this because, I mean, I, this is the kid I really like. And, and and this is this is a really good player with a really great attitude, and you like seeing him do well. So yeah, it's, uh, you're preaching what I've heard about his uh, attitude, his makeup, and I love that. I I can't let you go without talking about Jose Soriano. Now he started the game last night, walked five, struck out four. But Jose Soriano, as a raw twenty year old coming into this league, we talked about Hector Yan. But Jose Soriano, he seems like the real deal. His stuff is disgusting. What have you seen out of Jose Soriano this year? Uh, a, a marked improvement over last year. I mean, last year you could see the potential was there, but he wasn't maximizing it. This year you can see him maximizing it. You can see in the way he commands. He has more command on the mound. And, and when I say it that way, I don't mean command with pitches. 
But, I mean, you can just tell that he is really confident. He knows he can throw these pitches in different spots. He knows he can get out. Um, a very good arm. and just, just a really talented player all the way around. And, like I said, you can see the progression between last year when he came into the league midseason and then this year. You know, I mean, there was, there was a little bit of an injury issue there in, in July and early August. And nobody really said what it was. It wasn't anything really serious. I think it was just giving him a little bit of a break. Comes back, pitches, you know, a couple of um, a couple of rehab games and comes back up here, and he's pitched well. I mean, yeah, he walked quite a few last night, but some of that had to do, I think, with the strike zone he was getting. And But, I mean, he had command. And, there, 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 like I said, there's command of pitches, but there's also just command of the game, and he's gotten that command of the game now. And so now you're going to see him kind of rise through the levels of this organization. I think if, if he isn't on the I.L. In, in July and August, he, maybe they move him up to, to high A maybe at some point. But what he's done this year, I, I think he's just been excellent. John, it's been a pleasure having you on the show again. This is, I think, your third time on the show, and I, I love having you on. For our listeners that don't already follow your work, where can they find your work, and where can they also find you, let's say, on Twitter? On Twitter, just at John Bonenkamp. Um, my, my website for the bees is bees-blog.com. Um, I cover every home game. I'm going to catch the last two games at, at King County here to end the year. Um, you know, so that's where you can follow me at right now, and hopefully somebody hires me at some point. But um, but anyway, that's where you can follow me at right now. So, and I appreciate you having me on. So, John, I I, I love having you on, buddy. Thank you so much for coming on Good. today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks. Once again, that's John Bonacamp of bees-blog.com. You can follow him on Twitter at John Bonacamp. Thanks for tuning in today. It was a pleasure having John on. Thanks to John for coming on, of course. And thanks to you for listening. Reminder to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Angels. You can follow me personally at Taylor Blake Ward. Also, make sure to download today's show or any of the episodes through the Lockdown Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the new Himalaya Podcasting app. Free and easy to download through your Apple app or Google Play Store. Reminder that today's show is brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own through Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. For Lockdown Angels, I'm Taylor Blake Ward. Stay nasty, Anaheim. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.